We received actually seven confirmations to organize the Seven Miracle Crusade. And I'm so excited, I can barely sleep at night. I, I haven't been this excited in years, and so I urge you to come. Let's put it this way. If you feel a nudge in your heart to come, if you want to come, I believe that's the Holy Spirit nudging you to go. And then if you don't have the time or the money or whatever, then if you'll pray, maybe even pray and fast, I believe God will give you the time off, the money, the whatever it takes for you to come. If you're getting a nudge in your heart to come, probably ought to be there. Now it's time to start fasting and praying. Now, for the rest of this, in this case, newsletter, again, this is the text from the newsletter, I'm giving you the many reasons why over these last 30 years we're convinced that the Spirit of God is about to be in this crusade and that sevenfold miracles are about to start up. So here's what I've done. I've rented a hotel room. <laughs> the limit, it says, is 550. It's totally, actually, is 560. But the problem is we can only... Uh, register for 500 people. So I may be mailing this newsletter out to our full mailing list of 130,000 people. Right now we have it scheduled to go to about 5,000, but we are trying to make arrangements to get some more funds to send it out to the total 130,000 people. But either way, the point I'm trying to make here, we send this newsletter out to 5,000 people. This is our very best supporters over the last 25 years. Plus, and it says here 52,000, well, that's increased. Now we have about 55,000 subscribers on YouTube. And then we have about 14,000 people on an email list. Uh, we send this out to all, on all of this newsletter. When you see what I've got here, I mean, the two people I sent the newsletter to early, both said it made them cry. And I was a little shocked at that response, but that's what I'm saying. This is how powerful this is. This crusade is, by the way, not going to be marketed to the public. Yes, there'll be a time we'll reach out to the public, but right now we're reaching out with people that are familiar with the Prophecy Club, familiar with Dimitri's message, and actually Christians. Why? Because we're looking for people that will fast a three-day consecutive fast, willing to sow a, a key of David seed, willing to walk through the steps of Moses through the Passover, the unleavened bread, and the first fruits. In other words, we're looking for people to help us to get the door open to these sevenfold miracles. Now, once we get those flowing, then soon we'll be in sports stadiums, I believe. So, we're going to follow the steps of Moses and the children of Israel and how they walked. We believe that God does his greatest works on his appointment days. People call them feasts. Now, feasts in American languages eating. <laughs> but they're not about eating. Yes, you do eat, but it's not about eating. It's it's God saying, when I do something major, when I do it, I do it on these days. Those are his appointment days. That's what the feasts are. That's the point of the feast. We're going to fast, and we ha we're going to fast actually three days prior to, and then we're going to break our fast on the Passover meal. We're going to remove leaven or sin and observe the first fruits that was done about 3,500 years ago when the great miracles began to flow. We ask each person to fast three consecutive days just before coming to sow the key of David, to open the door of the sevenfold miracles. The key of David then opens the door that no man shuts, shuts the door that no man can open, and there are the scriptures for it. We're going to all fast the same fast, the same prayer, the same three days in agreement. We're going to fast from Tuesday 
uh, actually about 6 p.m. till Friday, about 6 p.m., when we all break our fast together for the Passover meal. And, of course, you can have tea, juice, coffee, things like that. Those are all fine. If you have medical reasons why you can't do a fast, do the best kind of fast you possibly can, maybe fast television or something, or fast coffee. Or, in other words, do something that you don't really want to do, saying, God, this is how much I want you to answer this prayer. Now, I'll conduct the Passover meal, and then after that, then I'm going to show us, uh, give a little uh, PowerPoint presentation about how the Passover and we, how we'll walk through the unleavened bread and we'll walk through the first fruits and all of that. And I believe that we're going to see sevenfold miracles like angels. Again, I'm about to cover that. Angels and mankind has never seen what's about to happen. Then lastly, is going to take over and conduct a fun evening. This is Passover evening. And the next three days, however, is going to be serious. There's going to be a time of walking in the presence of the Lord. The Passover is a night of fun. The serious stuff starts the next day. But miracles could very well start Passover evening. We expect them to start Passover evening. And then if you've been following the Prophecy Club for these 25 years, and you know that God has given us many dreams, prophetic words and visions of crusades going to be in sports stadiums, going all the way back to May 11th of 1997. This newsletter is going to update you about God's promises to us. The purpose of this is to give you confidence to know whether it's right for you to attend this first sevenfold miracle crusade. This is part of God's end time plan to fill his kingdom with the last remaining names in the book of life from the foundation of the world. So one of the first prophecies that I received came from this man, the famous Charles Doss. This guy had an awesome evangelistic ministry. So on December 7, 1987, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. The next month, I attended the first meeting of Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship, Lawrence, Kansas. And the evangelist Charles Doss was speaking that night. I'll never forget it. I can remember sitting in the chair there, and I turned to Leslie, and I said, uh, and by the way, sometimes I'll read it, and sometimes I'll just tell you from my heart. I turned to Leslie, and I said, you know, I'd love to serve the Lord, but I just don't see how he can ever use me. And I suppose most people at one point in their life feel that way. But I walked up in the line, and I was going to ask him to pray for my back, because my back was hurting in those days. And as I got, it was my turn, he grabbed both hands. He said, put your hands up, son. He said, the Lord's got a special double blessing for you, a double anointing. You're going to be a soul winner. You're going to be a fisher of men. You're going to save thousands upon thousands. The Lord wants you to know that all of your sins are forgiven. Well, I thought they already had. Now, Later on, after I got studying the Bible more, I discovered, well, maybe they weren't. Anyway, about 30 days later, I was introduced to Dimitri Dudeman, and a few months later, Henry Gruber, and then Ron White, and my life changed that night. But this was the first prophecy that I got that indicated that God might just be using me for something special. Then Dimitri Dudeman's angel Michael Baldaya called me the morning of Tuesday, October the 31st, 1989. The angel visited Dimitri Dudeman last night, gave our family some prophecies, he said, and he gave one to Dimitri to give to you. In those days, I was an arrogant and foolish young man, and I was about to receive humbling. <laughs> See, because at that point, I didn't realize God had anything special for me to do, and I still had a lot of baggage, a lot of things that I need to clean up. 
So anyway, he calls, he says, so this is what the Lord says. Now, I had been asking Dimitri, why won't God heal my back? I keep praying he'll heal my back. My back was hurting. There's times I could barely walk. Matter of fact, I can remember the time I literally just said, Leslie, bring me a blanket. And I slept on the floor just inside the house. I literally crawled from my uh, my car through the garage and just got inside the door of the house and just slept right in there on the carpet because I was hurting so bad. Now, I didn't understand in those days that God was trying to get my attention. He was trying to humble me. Anyway, so he calls and says, so this is what the, the angel said to Dimitri to tell to you. He says, you tell Stan that I love Stan and I love his family, but I have let the things happen to Stan because he thinks himself wise. In other words, we would say he's arrogant, thinks he's something special. I, the Lord, gave him that vision. So when he, uh, that wisdom, so when he does something, put God in front of him. I've also let the things come upon you, you because he thinks himself wise. So I, the Lord, permitted Satan to test him. I will not withdraw my blessings from him. Now, here's the key point. If he will do what God has put in his heart to do, I will bless him more than he ever thought possible. I've also let the sickness come upon him to humble him because he does not say God gave me the wisdom. If he and his wife will turn to God, I will make the illness disappear. Well, I turn to God. You might say I humbled myself and shortly thereafter the, uh, the pain in my back disappeared. But see, I understand at the point what he was saying, but what he was really saying is, Stan, we got we got to fix you. There's some things broken here. I want to use you in a big way, but if you don't change, I'm not going to be able to use you. There are some things that will eliminate the Lord using us. So anyway, then September 30th, 1994, Prophecy Club started in, uh, uh, February, in June, excuse me, June of 1993. So I'd been started maybe in the ballpark of a year. So we go to this meeting and this guy, this prophet, Kevin Fundervestusen, September 30th, 1994, gives us a prophecy. This was at a Prophecy Club meeting, and Kevin was our guest speaker that day. He says to Stan and Leslie, For son and daughter, I've taken you out of your comfort zone, says God, and I'm bringing you into a new place in me, a place where you have to trust wholeheartedly, implicitly, unconditionally in me, says God. But son and daughter, I've not called you to a small thing. I've called you to a big thing, says God. Now, in those days, Prophecy Club had just started. I thought he was talking about Prophecy Club starting, and to a degree he was. But now looking back over all of these other prophecies, I really see that the Lord was really talking about what's about to happen with these sevenfold miracle crusades, which is bigger and more powerful and more important to the kingdom of God than anything I've done in my life and probably anything you've done in your life. This is the end. This is it. We're in the last days. Jesus is trying to fill his kingdom with the last remaining souls. And even in the, your inadequacy, as you look upon this thing and say, God, am I really able to do this thing? Oh, boy, have I thought that. <laughs> and I say, yes, son, I've invested my life. And I've invested the life of my son inside you now. Therefore, take it up and run with it, says the Lord. For there is a big work that I've put before you. And I would have you to get it done, for time is as short as you know, says the Lord. For daughter, I put a prophetic word inside of you, and boy, he has, 
A spirit of Deborah is resting upon your life. That's true, too. <laughs> An ear that is attentive to my voice, says the Lord. For I have made your one, your ear one to hear my voice. My daughter, a new boldness I have put upon you. The word of the Lord will come forth from you. And it shall shake those about whom I will bring around you, says the Lord. It shall not be an impure word. It shall be a not, not be a generic word. It will be a sure word, a sound word. It should be an accurate word, a powerful word, says the Lord. And boy, they are. When Leslie prophesies, people set up and pay attention. For daughter, many times you would have said, did I not tell you so? Oh, all the time. <laughs> did I not tell you so? Many times you want to say, I told you that was going to happen. Daughter, it is I that have put that inside of you. It is I that has put that within you, says the Lord. Therefore, know this, a new anointing. A freshness of intensity rests upon you, even from this night on. And as you work together, for I have not called this man to this thing alone, I have called you together, says the Lord. I pulled you together as a team, a powerful team. For there will be moments that you thought, oh God, we're all alone as thing. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we have some out there that do really are standing with us, but we want to say, son and daughter, I'm bringing around you men and women of like vision. I'm bringing around you men and women of like purpose. I'm bringing around you men and women of the right cause. And they shall stand together. And together you shall run. And yes, he has brought some good, loyal, and faithful people to hold up our arms. Perhaps you're one. I'm gathering around you now men and women that will hold up your arms. Gathering around you now those that will stand with you. I'm gathering those around you all kinds of means that will help you to cause this thing to run. For it is not a national vision, it is an international vision. And your horizons have been extended this night. Your parameters have been enlarged this night. They will lengthen your rope, strengthen your stay, for I'm doing a new thing in your life, says the Lord. Therefore, know this, I'm going to open my word in a new way. I'm going to show you new things. I'm going to give you great revelations. Boy, he has the book. I'm going to extend the things that I'm putting inside your life. Many who have said that this thing could never be of God will come, and they will repent before you. They will say, surely I misunderstood that what you were doing. I was blinded to the truth, but now I know, and I see it, and I will get behind you, and I will support you. Those that have risen up against you and have become enemies, many of them who become your friends and your greatest supporters. Therefore, Look ahead. Great things lie ahead. Know this. I put a big thing in your hand, says God. Again, in those days, I thought it was Prophecy Club. Now I understand what it really is. It's these miracle crusades. November the 5th, 2000, the audible voice of God spoke to Leslie. I remember that morning because I remember I woke up before her and I, I was patting her and like she wouldn't wake up. It's like, no, 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 I wouldn't wake up. I did not understand that at that very moment, God was speaking to her audibly, and she was not going to listen to me. She was listening to the Spirit of God speak to her audibly. Here's what he said. This, in, th we were, in those days, we were doing a lot of these Power of Jesus Crusades. Now, the Power of Jesus Crusades were mostly about personal prophecy. This sevenfold miracle crusade is not about personal prophecy. This is about miracles, because miracles bring in the lost. Miracles prove God. Let's go on. This is what I want you to do. You're both in front. I want you to work together. And in my power, 
I call many of these Power of Jesus crusades, but few are listening. Oh, how well I know. However, my people who are coming are going to be set free by my spirit. They're going to receive my anointing and my power. I've called you for such a time as this to rally my troops. This is what that means. You rally my troops, and you get them set free to praise me, to worship me, and great miracles will take place. Now, in those days, the miracles were cleaning up their lives, strengthening life, get the sin out. But those days were preparing for a miracle crusade. So if you went to a Power of Jesus crusade, you are more prepared than someone that didn't. That's what it's saying. Now, let's go on. Not the kind of miracles that you think. Miracles in their lives, to be free and worship me and praise me. I'm healing them and I'm setting them free from the bondages of this world so that they can praise me in spirit and in truth. My people have become cold and are not free to praise me. They are hindrances in their lives and they are captivities. So as they come together in unity, you will see my glory and my spirit become evident on them and in their lives. This is what I've called rallying the troops. This is what you're doing through the work that I've placed in your lives. As you rally my troops for this end time, they're getting prepared for war. I remember the Lord spoke to me and said, these are the days of Elijah. We'll get to that in just a second. But we are in a war, a spiritual war, a war for the last days. I've called my people to war, but they have tried in their own flesh to war against the enemy. As they are set free and learn to praise and worship me, then they can spoil the enemy's plan. And praise and worship causes the enemy to be confused. And the evil lurking in someone's life doesn't know what to do any longer. As my people are set free, they will begin to feel strong again to get rid of the evil and the sin in their lives. I will open my doors of heaven so that they can see in their own heart the deceitfulness as they're allowing men and women and children are going to be set free, and I say free indeed. Rally my troops for the war ahead. Meaning, and this was back in 2002, in those days... He's preparing you to be at the spirit or the, the sevenfold miracles crusade. Rally my troops for the war ahead. The victory will be won before the troops even reach the battlefield. Now, again, this is audible voice speaking to her. Strength is in numbers. I've chosen and called many to war in the heavenlies for the things to come. Go. Do not look back. Do not try to figure out where you went wrong or what could be done differently. As you give my Holy Spirit freedom and liberty to minister, you have obeyed my command, go and do the work I've called you to do, and you will see my hand and my work. Beware the enemy that would come in to bring minor differences to destroy. Recognize the enemy's hand so that he can be defeated quickly. Be free to praise and worship me, and you will see what I mean, rallying my troops for the work ahead. That was 18 years ago, brothers and sisters. Speaking on normal crusades, talking about normal ministries and people cleaning up their lives and things. But it was preparation for what is about to come, the sevenfold miracle crusades. 2002. I remember this not specifically. Okay, so let, let me just tell you this one. You can read it if you want to. December 16th. I remember as I was drifting off to sleep, and I thought about it before I said it. I didn't just say it, just wrote. For, and I start getting emotional about it. It's one of the powerful things in my life. Maybe one of the most powerful things, but 
I had to think about it. I had to think about it before I said it. And I said, Lord, I just want to say that I love you more than I love my wife, more than I love my children, more than I love ministry, more than I love the very beat of my own heart. You are number one in my life. And I fell off to sleep. I didn't understand that what I'd said was very powerful. That night, oh, I remember. I remember specifically that night I had a dream. And I heard the audible voice of God. Now, let me explain. I didn't write this down. Let me explain what it sounded like. In Years ago, I went to Austin. I went to the Capitol. If you go to the Capitol there, in the very center of the Capitol, there's a star on the floor. And the, the, the guest that was showing us around said, if you stand on that star and you talk, you hear perfect surround sound because this is a round room. And the sound bounces back from all directions. So I stood on the star and I talked, and it was like, whoa, it's come from all directions. Really amazing. But what I heard that night was as if I was standing in the middle of a sphere. In other words, this voice came from all directions. I never heard, well, no, I did hear it one other time. I heard it two times a month. But it came from all directions. And it said, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seed sown by Billy Graham. Then, how do I say this? A a, a handle where I had had a hold onto the sword with two hands appeared in my hand. It was long and extremely sharp. And then up to the right appeared a two-foot-by-two-foot piece of paper. And I took this sword and I cut off about a third of the paper. And as I cut off the paper, it bent down like that. And then as I cut it off, this part just turned to a waterfall. And I believe what he was saying is that he's given me the sword or his word to cut off and bring into the kingdom about the third the number of souls as he gave Billy Graham. Now, why Billy Graham? Well, because I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. Thirty years ago, God began to give me prophecies saying that one day he was going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to his kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, and six prophetic words I believe that I've been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, willing to commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe we are in the last days to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits, which is April 19 through 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, opened the doors, and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. 
When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lot that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what order? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for $55. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com. At WatchProphecyClub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200. At WatchProphecyClub.com, that's $6,000 worth of information at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. What a deal.